the Lord. Praise the Lord. Come on. Come on. You don't stop shouting when I walk up here. You keep shouting. We know we shout with a voice of triumph. We know we are triumphant. We are triumphant because we serve a mighty God. We serve a mighty God that goes before us. That goes before us. Our angels have already gone before us. They have already defeated the enemy. Whatever the enemy has strategized against us, it will not work. Hallelujah. Because we have a God that fights our battles. Amen. We just stand by faith and let him make all the noise. Amen. And he is making some noise. God is making some noise. Oh, that you hear the, the, you hear heaven's sound. I don't hear the world. I hear heaven. I don't hear the world sounding. I hear, I hear the, the, the sound of heaven. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not here to hear the sound of the world. I'm not here to hear the sound of the world. Because they don't have a sound that, 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 that I understand. I don't understand the world. But I understand God. Because that's the sound I listen for. Father, we thank you. We glorify your name for today. For this is the day that the Lord has made and we will rejoice and be glad in it. Because we are in your habitation and a habitation that's holy, righteous and sanctified. A habitation where you walk to and fro, seeking for those who are committed to you, God. And God, we are your church called by your name. And we're here corporately together lifting up your name because there is no another name greater than yours. You are the King of kings and Lord of lords. You are the great I am. You are the creator. You are the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. And we give you glory, we give you honor for all that, we, that you have purposed, planned, and expected this day to be. Those that are watching the internet, Father, speak to them right now in the name of Jesus. Let them feel, let them see, let them experience the love of who you are. For your love is unconditional. God, let them experience your goodness. Let them know without a shadow of that there, there is a good God in heaven that loves them. And God, let them experience today, Lord, and, and, and enjoy your very best, which is Jesus. Because we know Jesus came to this earth to save us, to heal us, to restore us, and transform us to kingdom status by the power of the Holy Spirit. And God, we give you glory. And as we come together now, making our decree, we thank you, God, that you're going to move on our faith in Jesus' name. You ready to make your decree? Let's make our decree together. Today, Today we, decree, we decree Jesus, Jesus the, written word, the written word, is our salvation, salvation healer, healer restorer. restorer. We, decree, we decree the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit is our transformer. Our transformer. Today, Today, we activate our faith in God's sophisticated life of abundance for all of the ALM family. We decree the four corners of the earth have been purposed Plan, expected by God with 500 families of affluence to join this church. We speak to the north to give up families of power and influence. We speak to the south to give up families of royalty and prestige. We speak to the east to give up families of brilliance and inventiveness. We speak to the West to give up families of kingdom wealth. We speak to our ministry angels to go forth and prepare the way for ALM's ministry of engagement called evangelism. This decree in Jesus' name shall be established and the light of God will shine upon it. Amen and amen. Come on, shout unto God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Get your word out. Get your word out. Be proud of what you hold in your hand. It represents life. It represents the life of God. Hallelujah. I pledge allegiance to the Bible. God's holy word. I will make it a lamp unto my feet, a light unto my path. I will hide its word. In my heart, that I might not sin against God. Amen? Come on, shout one more time. Shout like you mean it. Shout like you mean it. Shout like you mean it. Hallelujah. Well, you may be seated. Thank you so much for being here at Abundant Living Ministries. Those that are watching the internet, 
We, th- we appreciate you watching us. We thank you so much. But we love for you to be here in person if you can make it. Don't let pandemics, don't let what you see outside, don't even let a storm stop you. Because God is in the house. We made this place safe for you. We spray this place. We clean this place. This place is fumigated. It is wiped down. It is saturated with all the cleaning you can think of. So if you're looking for a clean place, Abundant Living Ministry is clean. Because we take care of that. And we want you to be here. Don't let what you see here and what man is saying stop you from being in the presence of God. I don't believe in Zoom church. I believe in being in church. You sorry. That's just me. And God has given us the ability to have church. God's blessed us with this, 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 this beautiful campus. And we're able to meet anywhere on this campus. That's what I love about this church. We can meet anywhere on this campus. We could be in this sanctuary. We could be in the, sec- the, se- the second sanctuary. We could be in the foyer. And we could be by the crosses out on the property. We could be anywhere. Why? Because God is everywhere. And I still want to say thank you for all of you being here. Thank you so much for allowing yourself to be in the presence of God. Because God's going to bless you for that. God blesses those when we assemble together in the house of God. When we come together. Why? Because it's a biblical truth right here. It's a promise from God. And he tells us to come together. It says forsake not the assemble. In other words, you don't let anything stop you from assembling together. And I know there's people out there, there's things out there that are trying to stop the church. But guess what? We're the church. We rise above it. Amen? Do you realize this pledge, this pledge that you make every day to this word gives you power? It gives you power. This pledge you make to the word of God gives you power. Say it, I got power. Because I made a pledge to the word of God. It gives you the power to hear God's voice during a pandemic. It gives you the ability, it gives you the power to hear God's voice in any storm, any pandemic, any circumstance, any situation, anything. It gives you the power to hear God's voice. It gives you the ability to hear God's voice. You know, I've been been praying and just been seeking the Lord. I've been asking God You know, I mean, when I read Matthew chapter 7, when it says, Ask and you shall receive, and seek and you shall find, and knock, and the door shall be opened unto you. I literally, when I read that, and I've read it many times, and and, and, and in my prayer time, I begin to ask God. And I don't know about you, but when when I read something in the Word, I believe it. And then I I go beyond my belief, and I put it to practice. And I've been asking God, I said, Well, Lord, you said if I ask you, I shall receive it. And I'm like... Well, you know, people's like, what do you ask for? What do you ask God to do? And do you believe it? And I'm like, I ask God for revival. I want revival. I want revival. I want revival. That's what I'm asking God every day. God, I thank you, Lord, for revival. Thank you, Lord, for revival. I thank you, God, for revival in Abundant Living Ministries. I thank you, God, for revival in the people of ALM. I thank you, God, for revival in my family. I thank you, God, God, for revival in your family. Three ways, spiritual revival, physical revival, and financial revival. That's how I'm asking God. And, and, and when I stand in God's word, I know he said in Matthew chapter 7 and, cha- and verse 8, he says, ask and you shall receive. Seek. In other words, where am I seeking out? I'm seeking it on my knees. I'm seeking it in the word. I'm seeking it on this campus. Or every time I walk on this campus, every time I walk in this, this sanctuary, when I walk in the foyer, if I walk out in the, seven, the, the, the sanctuary too, or anywhere I go, I, I ask God, God, I thank you, Lord, for revival. I want you to experience revival. And, and as I'm praying this, this Portland came up to me. And we all know what's going on in Portland, Oregon. Portland came up to me. And I'm, re- and I'm praying all this. And it's important. There's individuals, uh, there's individuals out there that are taking the American flag and placing the American flag over the Bible, and they're burning them. Wow. How could they do that? How could they do that? Then, as I've been praying, I've been seeking the Lord for revival, God spoke to me in the midst of what I was seeing. He spoke to me in what I saw, and he told me this. I will use 
the enemy to bring forth revival. You don't understand. They had the Bible on the ground. They took the American flag and placed it over the Bible and they ignited it. I said, thank you, Jesus, for revival. The enemy doesn't have a clue in what they're doing. They just placed the American flag over the Bible and they ignited it. That tells me revival's coming. See, you got to know how to hear God's voice in the midst of what is going on. Call a pandemic, call turmoil, call rioting. God is going to use the enemy. God is going to use the enemy to bring forth revival. And I'm saying it right now. We're going to see revival across America. What was meant for evil, we're going to sing that soon. So get it out. Go tell the drummers and all of them to come back. Tell them to go to the restroom and water, get water, whatever they need to freshen up. What was meant for evil is going to turn around for good. I said last night, in the, God, in the month of August, we're going to see a turnaround. I said it last night. God spoke to me. He says, I'm going to do something in August that's going to be me. It ain't going to be man. It's not going to be man. It's going to be me. God is going to make August, the month of August, is going to be great for this church. It's going to be great for you. Now, those that have ears will hear. Those that don't, you're going to miss out. That's not my fault. That's yours. Because you don't believe. You don't believe. You'd rather believe in what you see. I don't, I don't believe what I see. I believe what my faith says because I walk according to my faith in God, not my sight. This church walks by faith in God, not by our sight. Because your sight will lie to you. Your sight will cause fear to come upon you. And that is the devil's revival. And I refuse to live in the devil's revival called fear. What you fear will come upon you. It will steal, kill, and destroy your life. That is the revival of the devil. But God said, Jesus said, but I come to give you life more abundantly. Whose side are you on today? He told me, I will use the enemy to bring forth revival. I'm going to use the enemy to bring forth revival. I'm going to use the enemy to bring forth revival for you. I'm going to use the enemy. I don't know who the enemy is. It could be your family. It could be your neighbors. It could be your friends. It could be, it could be people in general. It could be your job. It could be your business. But don't fret not. Go to Psalms 37. Go to Psalms 37. Verse 1. Fret not thyself because of evildoers. In other words, don't, don't fret the evildoers. Don't fret the, 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 don't, don't fret the, the arsonists. Don't fret the, 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 the government. Don't fret the pandemic. Don't fret the, those that are burning cities down. Don't fret, don't, don't, fret, don't fret the individuals that hate America. Fret not the evildoers. Neither be thou envious against the workers of iniquity. For they shall soon be cut down. They're going to be cut down. Not by me, not by you, by God. By their own means. Because when you serve the devil, you're going to, eat, you're going to turn on yourself. Every devil in the Old Testament that came against the children of God turned on themselves. The enemy always turns on itself. And that's why he, David wrote this in Psalms 30. He says, fret not thy e thyself because of you, neither be thou envious against the works of the for they shall soon be cut down like the grass and wither as the green herb. In other words, they will be, another, another scripture in the Bible says, they will be forgotten. They will be forgotten. So it's not my job to fight against them. It's not my job to, 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 to think about them. My job is to stand and watch the salvation of the Lord. Our job here is, verse 3, trust in the Lord and do good and do good. It's our job in the midst of what is going on, what we're seeing, what we're hearing, what man is saying. Thank you. 
Our job is to trust in the Lord and do good. Your job is to do good. Don't worry about the enemy. Don't worry, God. Don't worry about what you see on the news. Don't worry about whatever doctor says this works, that don't work. We don't have this test. We don't have that test. Who cares what doctors say? I only believe one physician. And his name is Jesus. He don't lie. He don't tell tales. He doesn't have to, do, he doesn't have to sit there and wait for a couple of years as you come up with a vaccine. He just says, heal! And you're healed. He ain't here to pop, give you pills that you have to take for the rest of your life. So you are to do this, take this, take that, take this, take this, take that, take that vitamin C, take this, take, take all the herbs out there, all you naturalists out there. Just take Jesus. Swallow Jesus for a tent. Taste and see that the Lord is good. How many people know that when they take that medication, they got to put some sugar tasting thing in there and make it taste good? That's the world for you because ain't no pill tastes good. They got to make it nice and, you know, mm, oh, yeah, it's a little sweet. Or it dissolves in your tongue. I don't got time for that. Just take this right here. I, uh, you want some medicine right here? Read this word right here. Read this word right here. You want some medicine today? Read this word. Take your word right down, put it over your heart and say, I'm healed in Jesus' name. I walk in divine life. Oh, I have life more abundantly. My physical body, Lord, has been made whole right now because Jesus, the written word has said so. He is my physician. He is reading me right now. He is diagnosing me right now, right now in the name of Jesus. And I thank you right now, Lord, I don't have to take man's medication. I can just take this word and read this word, study this word, meditate on this word, and my life is going to be prosperous. I am going to be successful. I'm going to be able to breathe. I'm going to be able to walk. I'm going to be able to bend. I'm going to be able to do what I want and what I need to do. There's no limitations. Why? Because this word said so. I have made my pledge of allegiance to it. And because I've made my pledge of allegiance, I have power over this flesh. Because I trust God. And I'm going to do good. I'm going to do good. So shalt thou dwell in the land, and, ver and, and verily thou shalt be fed. I'm going to do good, and I'm going to be fed. I'm going to eat the good of the land. Why? Because I am willing and obedient. Because I trust the Lord, I'm going to be, and I'm willing and obedient. And he said in Isaiah chapter 1, verse 19, I'm going to eat the good of the land. We're going to eat the good of the land. I'm going to be fed. My household, there's going to be food in the, in, the, in, the, in, the, in the refrigerator. There's going to be food in the cupboard. I am never going to do without. There's going to be meat on my table. There's going to be, whether it's chicken, fish, or, or steak, it doesn't matter. I don't care what it is. It could be pig. I don't care what it is. It may be rice and beans. It may be collard greens. It may be whatever, fried chicken. I don't care, but he said, there's going to be food on my table. He's going to feed me. However you want to eat. He said, you shall be fed. Delight thyself in the Lord, and he shall give you the desires of your heart. Make yourself pliable. To who? To him. You don't, you'll never make yourself pliable to the world. We don't make ourselves pliable to the world. We make ourselves pliable to the, to the king of kings and lord of lords. Why? Because if we make our play that he'll give us the desires of our heart. Commit thy way unto the Lord. Trust also in him and he shall bring it to pass. It shall bring forth thy righteousness as the light and the judgment of the noonday. Rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. Fret not thyself because of him who prospers in his way. Because of the man who bringeth wicked devices to pass. Cease from anger and forsake wrath. Fret not thyself in any wise to do evil. For evildoers shall be cut off, but those that wait upon the Lord, they shall inherit the earth. Can we hear God in the midst of this pandemic? Yes, you can. Yes, you can. You can hear God. God is speaking. God does not just speak to me or Bishop. God speaks to all those that have ears to hear. If you have an ear to hear and if you have put yourself in position, what do I mean by that? In other words, you are living up to Psalms 37. Your attitude is right with God. And because your attitude is right with God, it gives you clarity. It gives you a, 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 the ability to hear the voice of God. It gives you the power and the ability. It gives you that, 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 that ear to hear God. And God, listen to me. God is always speaking. As I'm speaking right now, God is speaking. 
He's speaking all over the world. Why? Because he wants them, he wants the world to know that he loves them. He wants them to know whatever you're going through, there's a way out. It's not bigger than you. It's not bigger than him. It's not bigger. You may be here right now going there. You may know someone who's going through something. I'm here to tell you right now, listen to God. Let God use you this week. Let God speak through you. See, 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16 says, All the scripture is given by inspiration of God. All this scripture, all this scripture right here, from Genesis to Revelation, all the scripture is given by the inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. That the man of God or the woman of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. This work, this Bible that we, we tell you every day to read and to study and to pray and to speak and to sow, sow, sow into your life and to sow into others. This scripture is inspired by God. Everything from Genesis to Revelation. And God is speaking through his word. God, Now we know God speaks through whirlwinds. God speaks through thunder. God speaks through his word. God, God uses every element you can think of. God uses everything to get people to listen. But because of what is going on, people have become deaf to what is God is speaking. And because of that, we're allowing ourselves to make our own decisions because we, we, we think it's good. Listen to me. You never make a decision. You never do anything without hearing from God first. You don't go, you don't move, you don't do anything without hearing the voice of God. Because if you step out on your own and it's not the purpose, plan, and expectation of God and you have not heard from God, you're going to be in trouble. You're going to find yourself hurt. You're going to find yourself come up short. And I'm telling you, and that is what the devil is looking for. The devil is looking for you to mess up. Why? So he can pounce on you. So he can destroy your life. Because that's what he does. He steals, kills, and destroys your life. And he's looking for us to make mistakes. But this is where we have to use our faith. We have to walk by faith, not by sight. We have to put this word to practice every day. We got to say, okay, God, I'm reading your word. Now, God, you need to speak to me because I am getting ready to go into the lion's den. Call work. Call the world, wherever you may work. If it's not an environment that's not Christ-like, guess what? It's the lion's den. But don't fret the lions. Don't be fearful of the lions. Don't be fearful hey, of the fire, because we all know there's fires out there. Don't be afraid of the fire. Don't be afraid of the lions. Don't be afraid of what's out there. Why? Because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. You have the power and you have the ability to, in the midst of all that, go forth and bring forth the salvation of the Lord. But to do that, you got to walk by faith. you got to have faith in this word and what you're reading. And when you read it, okay, God, I need you to speak to me because there is individuals out there that need to hear not only what I'm hearing. Now, God, you need to give me the clarity and what I'm reading so when I do share, I know it is coming from you. It's coming from you. And the only way you're going to do that do, and hear that is that you're going to have to hear from God. You know, John chapter 10, verse 27 says, My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. In other words, God's sheep, we are the sheep of God. Of God. He, we hear his voice. Who's the good shepherd? Jesus. We know Jesus is the written word, and his sheep know his voice. And the only way we're going to know it is by reading it. We got to read it. We got to study it. We got to pray it. We got to speak it and we got to sow it 
every day of our lives. So we know the voice of God. That we know when we hear God, it's not going to contradict anything and who you are as a blood-bought, born-again believer. Because the devil will use people, places, and things. The devil will use people to deceive you. See, the devil will use people. And out there, there's people out there, their sole purpose is to deceive you. Is to deceive you. Why? Because the devil doesn't want you to hear from God. The devil wants you to step out on your own. The devil wants you to make a foolish mistake. Because if he can make you do a, make a foolish mistake, he's going to capitalize on it. And this is not the time and moment in life to make foolish mistakes. Because it can be dreadful. It can kill you. People are dying every day. People are dying from this pandemic. But it's not going to stop me from being what God's called me to be. And I refuse to step out and do foolish things. This church will not, will not step out and do foolish things. Pastor, why aren't we doing this? Why aren't we doing that? Because I didn't hear from God. When I hear from God, we'll do it. John chapter 8, verse 47, it says, He that is of God heareth God's word. He that is of God heareth God's word. Ye therefore hear them not, because you are not of God. See, there's people out there that don't hear from God. There's people out there that don't hear. They're not listening. They cannot hear because they're not of God. But he that is of God heareth God's word. In other words, they, we, 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 we look forward. I don't know about you, but I look forward to hearing God's word. I look forward to hearing God's voice. I want God to speak to me every day. I want God to speak to me throughout the day. Amen. I don't want to go, a, I don't want to go a, a day without hearing God. I want to hear God. I don't want you to go a, without a day without hearing God. I want you to hear God's voice. I want to hear God speak over you. I want, to hear, I want you to hear that he loves you. What reassurance is that that God tells me, I wake up and God tells me, I love you. What reassurance is that? You wake up in the morning and God is ready there sitting at the foot of your bed and he just watches you and he's just watching you at the foot of the bed and he sees you rolls over and he sees you go like this and you sit up and he looks at it and he says, good morning, Margaret, I love you. What reassurance is that, Margaret, to wake up after you nudge Mike and say, go get me some coffee or juice, whatever. You go like this. And you look up and God is sitting at the foot of your bed and he look at you and he says, Margaret, good morning. I love you. You want it to happen? Jesus' name. According to your faith. Who wants that? Who wants that? I'm serious. Who wants that? That's the God we serve. Nowhere in the word of God did God says he stopped speaking. No, right. We, we, God is still speaking. Why? Because we have the Holy Spirit. Now, there was a time, we'll get there in a second, where God did stop speaking. That's out of rebellion. When you rebel against God, God will go silent. God will go and we'll get there. But what I'm saying is, is that what assurance is that? Miss Faith, you wake up. And God is sitting at your foot of your bed and he says, good morning. I love you. And he begins to lay out his purpose, his plan, his expectation for you that day. God is speaking. God is speaking to you right now. God is speaking. God is forever talking to his creation, his creation, his church, you and me, those that are in covenant with him. He did, let me read it again. He that is of God heareth God's words. If you are of God, you're going to hear God's words. He's going to, you're going to hear his voice. He's going to talk to you. Now, we know God, like I said, God will speak through in the thunder and the fire and the wind and the rain. He'll speak, but then he'll speak to you with his voice. He'll speak to you. We just have to have ears to hear. We cannot be like the world and be deaf 
to what God is saying. And the devil is banking on that. Why? Because if the devil cannot, can get you from hearing God's assurance that he loves you, he's going to set up what he wants to do to, to, to bring pain upon you, to hurt you, to keep you bound, not full of joy. But I'm telling you, if I, when I wake up in the morning and I hear God say, I lay, man, I am full of joy. That knowing God just spoke to me. He's got my back. He's walking to and fro with me. I have the assurance that, is, that he'll never leave me nor forsake me throughout the day. I know God is there with me. He is providing everything for me. We need to learn how to listen to God's verse, God's voice. I implore you, read his word. Read his word. I implore you to read his word, study his word, pray his word, speak his word, and sow his word into your life. So I implore you. I, I don't know what else to say. This is what I do. This is what my wife does every day. This is what we tell our children. Hey, if you haven't heard from God, that means you haven't read your word because God speaks. God is always speaking. I tell you, me, how can you walk out of the house without hearing God's word? How can you walk out of the house without opening up and reading his word? Because it's a lamp under your feet, a light under your path. It, it gives you the ability to see where you're going. It, it navigates you throughout life, all throughout the day you need to read it second timothy chapter 2 verse 15 it says study to show thyself approve unto god a workman that needeth not to be ashamed rightly dividing the word of truth the only way we're going to rightly divide the word of truth is that we got to read it the only way we're going to know that is the true voice of God is by knowing God's word. But the only way you're going to know is you've got to read it. You've got to study it. You've got to pray it. You've got to speak it. And you've got to sow it. Mutter it all throughout the day. The body of Christ has forgotten this truth. And because of it, this attitude is called the deafness to come over the body. 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 3 and 4 says, For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but afterward their own lusts they shall heap to themselves teachers having itchy ears, and they shall turn away their ears from the truth and shall be turned unto fables. Romans chapter 10, verse 17 says, So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. ALM, we could do nothing without faith. Our faith gives us the ability to hear God's divine intent. Our faith gives us the ability to hear God's divine intent. And because we hear, we live by faith, and we walk by faith, and we, we hear by faith. These are the results. This is the results of those that are that are that 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 hear by faith John 16:13 How bet when he the spirit of truth is come he will guide you into all truth for he shall not speak of himself but whatsoever he shall hear that he shall speak and he will show you things to come See when you when you understand faith cometh by hearing when you read the word faith cometh by hearing and hear by the word you have the spirit of truth and the spirit of truth is going to show you things to come it's going to show you things to come what God is doing why because God wants his church you and me abundant living ministries to see what he's doing and the only way we're going to see it is that we got to hear him because he's speaking right now. As God spoke to me, when I saw all what they were doing, God spoke to me and showed me and said, hey, I'm going to use the enemy to bring forth revival. Now I understand when I read the scripture, God sees the evil and the good. God, I understand that scripture when he says, I see the evil and the good. In other words, yes, there may be evil, but guess what? Fret not the evil because I'm going to bring forth my goodness out of it. See, when Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego saw the evil of Nebuchadnezzar, they walked not in fear, but they walked in the boldness of their God. Even though they were thrown in the fire, they still were bold. And out of evil, 
Nebuchadnezzar saw the real God standing in the midst of them to the point where he told them to come out and not one of them even smelled. Not a hair on their head was singed. Not a, clo- not a thread on their clothes were singed. I mean, they didn't even smell like it because they knew who God was. They had faith in God. They heard God. They knew God was bigger than King Nebuchadnezzar. The same God that was in the midst. Think about that. Let me bring it back to it. What did he do? He built a fire. (laughs) You don't build fires in front of God. God is fire. Holy Ghost fire. You're going to cause it. Oh, that fire is going to break to the church. Come on. Ignite us, baby. Ignite us with your fire. Because we're a fire that never goes out. We're going to burn. We're an all-consuming fire. And whatever we touch is going to consume. Whatever it touches is going to consume. Whatever it touches is going to consume. Are you that fire right now? Are you that Holy Ghost fire? Are you that Holy Ghost fire? Because that Holy Ghost fire is going to consume everything it touches wherever you go. That's why I don't fret the enemy. Because where this fire goes... Where this fire goes, where this fire goes, it ignites, it ignites, it ignites, it ignites, it ignites, it ignites, it ignites. Where this fire goes, it ignites. Where this fire goes, it ignites. Panama on fire. This man needs a miracle. The devil's been a liar. He's been here how long? Six months. What was meant for evil is going to turn around for good. For Abundant Living Ministries in Panama. For Pastor Andreas and his wife, Pastor Kathy, and their leadership. I'm telling you, we're we're, we're, we're that fire. We're that all-consuming fire. We're that all-consuming fire. And And we listen to the voice of God. And we don't go where God tells us, no, we don't, God doesn't tell us to go there, we ain't going there. He's like, why aren't you over there? Why aren't you over there? Because God didn't tell us to go there. God told us to go to Cuba, and God told us to go to Panama, and that's where we are. I just talked to Pastor, Pastor Yoel, and he was baptizing people at the beach. In the midst of the pandemic, they were at the beach baptizing. They were having Holy Ghost around. Then they came back to the church, and the church is packed. Why? Because they... They're the fire. They're the whole, they, they, they heard from God and they, they're being moved by God. And, God and, and I'm telling you, God is opening doors for them. They are taking care of people. God is bringing forth the food where there is no food. God is bringing forth food to them. And they're able to do what they're able to do. Why? Because they hear from God. He tells me, he says, hey, I can't do everything. I got to listen. He tells me, I got to hear from God. And I says, well, you're doing the right thing. You listen to God. Because don't, if you don't listen to God, the government can come in and take it all. Because that's communism. That's communism for you. Where they want to bring America to. Whether you want to believe it or not, there is individuals out there that hate America. But this is where we, the church, has to hear from God. We got to hear from God. We cannot allow ourselves to get caught up in what's out there. We got to walk by faith. We got to walk by faith. You got to walk by faith. Because if you walk by faith, you're going to have the spirit of truth inside of you. And the spirit of truth is going to show you what to come. He's going to show you things to come. He's going to reveal it to you. He's going to reveal it to you. He's going to reveal the people that you need to get to pray for. He's going to reveal those that you need to minister to, that need the salvation. Why? Because he's the Lord of the harvest. To engage people, the places they're at, and the things that they're doing, we cannot be deaf to God's voice. The Holy Spirit was sent to us by God, promised to us by Jesus to be our comforter and our resource. He is the Lord of the harvest, the Holy Spirit. We are his laborers. We cannot afford to be impaired by distractions. We cannot be, we cannot be, we cannot have, we cannot be impaired in our hearing by distractions. If that is coming up inside and you're forgetting who you are, remember your pledge. Go back to your pledge. I pledge allegiance to the word of God. Go back to your pledge. 
Jesus puts it this way. Jesus put it this way. In Matthew 39, I've said it. Who hath ears to hear, let him hear. Why would Jesus say that? Why would Jesus say that in Matthew chapter 13, verse 9? Because a little later, a little while farther in Matthew 13, verse 15 through 17, this is why he said, Who hath ears to hear, let him hear. For this people's heart is wax gross, verse 15 of Matthew 13. For this people's heart is wax gross, and their ears are dull of hearing, and their eyes they have closed, lest any time they should see with their eyes and hear with their ears, and should, and should understand with their heart, and should be converted, and I should heal them. But blessed are your eyes, blessed are your eyes, for they, sh- for they see, and your ears, for they hear. For verily I say unto you that many prophets and righteous men have desired to see those things which ye see, and have not seen them, and to hear those things which you hear, and have not heard them. ALM, we are truly blessed to hear God's voice during this pandemic. We are truly blessed to hear God's voice. If you are hearing God's voice, you are blessed of the Lord. You are blessed of the Lord and highly favored. We cannot take it for granted because Israel did. And God went silent for over 400 years. From Malachi to Matthew, it was 400 years of silence. Not till John the Baptist came, God began to speak. Think about that. 400 years. Israel was going through what they did. They were, they were controlled by the Persians and the Medes, the Medes and the Persians. Then different, different other sets would come in. Then eventually the Roman Empire came in and took them in. And they set up the Sanhedrin. They had the Sanhedrin. I mean, they had the Sanhedrin. They had the Pharisees. They had all this in there. They allowed them to build a temple. And they were having all these uprisings. They were having this and that. And then, <clears throat> but there was no voice of God. When you take God for granted... And God warned Israel by the prophets. He brought forth Isaiah. He brought forth Jeremiah. And they would not listen. He still brought the minor prophets. And they still would not listen. They were idol worshipers. They took up. They began to practice Baal. They they were kneeling and praying to idols. And and it's just like today. Baal worship is going on. Offering, offering, offering children's sacrifices. It's going on right now. We're killing generations after generation. How many of the African community has been killed because of abortion? Come on, let's get real. We have killed millions of African Americans. Doctors, lawyers, scientists. Future, our future. Just in the black community. Let's not even go into the Hispanic community. Let's not even go into the, in all the other communities, in all the other cultures. Have we have killed millions. Prophets, prophetess, pastors, teachers, evangelists. How many have we killed? The blood is on our hands. And because of that, the blood is crying out. God said that in Genesis. Your brother's blood cries out. Why are we seeing what we're seeing? It's because the body of Christ has gone deaf to the truth. And because it's gone deaf to the truth, they're preaching not the truth. They're preaching a relative word that will tickle your ears and make you feel good and feel positive. But listen to me, feeling positive ain't going to heal you. You can say, oh, I'm positively thinking my sickness away. You'll die without a touch from Jesus. The woman with issue of blood did not say, I'm just going to think myself positive. And this issue of blood's going to go away. No, she was broke. She had spent all her money. Not one doctor did it. And what she had to do, she, ha- she kneeled before the Lord. That is the only way you want to get saved, healed. Or you got to drop a knee and you kneel to your Savior, Jesus Christ. Don't you kneel a man. I don't kneel for nobody but God. Lord, let the sports industry fall to its feet now in Jesus' name. Not not one of them. I'm sick of it. I'm sick of what's going on. We kneel to God. And I don't care if you don't like what I have to say. You can leave. Because I live according to this word. This church lives according to this word. We only hear God's voice. 
God, Jesus never kneeled to the devil and the things of this devil. He was never relative to this world, and neither are we. And if you are, you're going to split hell wide open. Yes, I said it. That's not loving. Yes, it is. God, I'm telling you the truth. The truth will make you free. And Jesus didn't play. We ain't playing here. Revival's coming. And the only way revival is going to break forth in America is that you've got to preach truth. You've got to preach the cross. You've got to preach repentance. That is, the, that is the only thing God is requiring preaching right now. I'm not here to tell you God's going to give you a jet or limousine or this right now. No, 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 no. God's going to bless you. Yes, God's going to bless you for the sole purpose so you can preach the gospel. It ain't there to put you another, give you another house, give you another purse, give you another, another pair of shoes. No, no, it is there to preach the gospel. It is there to preach the gospel. And if we're using money outside of that, we are forsaking God. We are forsaking the prosperity of God. That is prosperity. The preaching of the gospel. Now, the overflow of prosperity after you taking care of the kingdom of God is us. That's the overflow. I come to give you life more abundantly, prosper you more than abundantly, but you don't forsake the kingdom first. You don't buy your house and give to the kingdom second. No, 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 no. You don't do that. You take care of the kingdom. Why? They knew that. The apostles knew that. The apostles knew that. And I'm not, I'm not telling you right now to come run up here. And again, I'm not telling you, oh, he's getting ready to take up an offering. No, I'm not. Now I am going to take up the offering, tithe and offering. Yeah, I am going to do that afterwards. Oh, he's setting us up. I ain't here to set you up. Because if that's what you think, you missed it. I'm not here to manipulate you. I'm not here. If, I, if you think I'm manipulating you, I'm not here for that. I'm here to tell you the truth. I'm here to tell you right now. Those that have ears will hear. Those that have ears to hear the voice of God are going to hear God. Because we're not going to get caught up. We're not going to get waxed cold. We're not going to go deaf like the body of Christ. And that is the reason why the body of Christ needs a Holy Ghost intervention. Because the Bible says Jesus is coming back for a church without spot or wrinkle. In other words, a church that's holy, righteous, and sanctified. And for that, we got to know the voice of God. This is our season and time. Your. This is your season. This is your season and time to hear God's voice. When you hear it, go out and establish what he tells you. Go out and establish what he tells you. We're here to engage people. We're here to engage people. God has given us his word. The places they're at and the things that they're doing so they can hear this truth that God loves them. That they can hear this truth that God loves them, that God, God is good, God wants to be good to them, and God wants them to have the very best. That is our vision here. That is, that is, that is our statement this, month, this year. And we do that by the preaching of the gospel. We preach the gospel. And we know when we preach the gospel, signs and wonders will follow. Salvations will follow. Healings will follow. Restorations will follow. Transformations will follow by the power of the Holy Spirit. They'll, they'll follow. They'll follow. But this is our season. This is your season. This is your season. And when you hear God's voice, you need to go out and establish it. Don't be fearful about what you see and what you hear and what's going on. Don't let it stop you. I love it. It's so funny. Bishop was telling me in Chicago there was a, they were having church. They were having church in their building. And the, the, the beautiful mayor of Chicago got wind of it and called five police cars to the church. And like, you know, like a lot of churches, they, you know, for security reasons, they, you know, once people come in like that, whenever one church started, the doors are able to lock. They're locked. You can go out, but you just can't come back in without the security letting you in. Well, they, did, they had the same concept like we do. And the, these policemen came up there. And they beating on the door, beating on the door, beating on, I mean, they were just beating. And the pastor's preaching, he's preaching, he's preaching, he's like, and he hears this, this banging. And the ushers go out, and the deacons, whoever it may be, they're going out there, and they open the door. And, and the policeman says, is that the police? And they go, yeah, and he says, don't even let them in. Because we're having church. 
God didn't tell him to open the door. Because the sole purpose was to stop church. We don't stop church. We hear from God. There's going to come a time when we're going to have to take a stand. There's going to come a time where you're going to have to take a stand. When your job is telling you you can't preach the gospel, let me tell you something. You don't stop. You don't stop. You don't stop. You don't stop preaching the gospel. You preach, you preach this gospel. The apostles, the, the, the apostles in here, the disciples, those men and women, they were being persecuted. They were getting thrown in the lions. They were getting they were being crucified. They were thrown in the in the in the um in the arenas for the, the world's enjoyment of watching them die, but they continued to preach the gospel. They would not stop preaching. They preached. And the more persecution the bigger they grew. We are not going to stop. This is our season. This is our time for this church. This is your season. And I said, like it's not like I said last night, month of August, number eight, new beginning. New beginning. It's going to be a great month for this church. It's going to be a great month for you. Those who have ears will hear. Seize every opportunity, every second, every minute, every hour, every day, every week, every month, every year. Listen. Have your ears attentive to the voice of God because he's speaking. He's speaking. He is speaking. Heaven is speaking. He is speaking so we can hear his voice. And when you hear it, you testify. You shout from the, from the mountaintop. You shout unto God with a voice today. You shout it out. You let everybody, even if they don't want to hear it, you just like, hallelujah. It's like that woman at that well when Jesus came in. Man, when she found out who Jesus was, she ran. She didn't care what people thought of her because she was the, the street, you know, she was the hussy of the, of, the, of the theme and she had more husbands and boyfriends and God knows what everybody knew everything about her. But she didn't care. She said, come see a man. Come see a man. She just shouted. She just been to shout. She did. Why? Because she heard the voice of a mighty Savior. And because of that, she began to let everybody know. And they came. Just think what you can do when God sits at your bed and says, good morning. I love you. Let's stand to our feet.